you have two choices. You can spit or you can swallow, right? You gotta register as one before November 9th. Just make sure you know what you're gonna do. I knew what I was gonna do. I was, um, I was registered as a spitter long before I ever got in that booth, you know what I'm saying? I knew I was gonna spit because I knew about girls who spit and I knew about girls who swallow. Girls who spit are grossed out by it and they're like, bah, 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 gross. And guys don't appreciate it, but it's far better than a girl who swallows because I knew girls that swallow, oh, these sloven whores, they love it. It's fuel for them. It's how they survive. It's the base of a slut's food pyramid. Is it just a sturdy base of cum? So I was like, I'm not gonna be a slut. Like, I don't wanna be that. So when I give a blowjob, I'm totally gonna spit. So I get in there, I give my first blowjob, and um, I swallowed immediately, because I was like, this is disgusting. Let's get it down the hatch, take it like a shot. Like, this is clearly the most efficient way to dispose of this. Immediately, I didn't even have to think twice about it. I've never spit, and ever. If you spit, that means you have to hold it in your mouth as you like walk through his apartment and find the bathroom that he shares with his roommates. You run into them. They're all watching Varsity Blues in the living room. You have to be like, hey guys, is anyone in there? Can I get in? Or, oh, so Andrew's in the shower. I'll wait. It's fine. I love this movie. What is, this is such a good movie. I forget. You forget how good it is. <laughs> quoting classic lines, I'm like, I don't want your life. Like, and I can, it's a better James Vanderbeek because of it. Okay. That's one benefit. <laughs> but you're doing like a wine tasting. Like, you just... <laughs> and don't get it twisted, guys. A girl isn't, she's not swallowing because she's like, yummy, cummy, in my tummy. No. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> Turns out I'm a whore. Pretty big horn. Sure. I'll talk it out. Yeah. Let's just have a conversation. Track three. <clears throat> Better not be fucking Dave Matthews band. Okay. Those of you who don't want to be a part of this can leave now. Derek, please listen to me. But if you choose to stay, which it seems like you guys are choosing. Derek, please. You understand and agree to the following terms and conditions. Derek. One. Derek, this is the virus. You talking. hereby waive your right Derek, please. to your own personal bodily integrity. This is not you. Two. Per the state versus Neville Reed. My colleague and I will not be held criminally liable for any felony or misdemeanor that you may be a victim of, including, but not limited to, aggravated assault, aggravated battery, disorderly conduct, destruction of property, mayhem, and first-degree murder. And three, terms and conditions may change or be updated whenever the fuck I want! Consider yourselves notified. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. 
Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? Anubis with you with the new edition of A Rock and a Hard Place Volume 5. Got a lot of good stuff coming up for you today. Um, as usual, I'm going to break it down into each segment of the rock block, or, yeah, rock blocks that I have in within this uh, podcast. Um, and as you know by now, First couple of blocks are generally the more like alternative rock, modern rock stuff, post rock, and then we go into a little bit of classic, couple of blocks of classic rock, and then four blocks of hard rock, and then so on back down the other direction. So for the first two blocks of our alternative, post, and the grunge stuff, whatever you want, a mixture of stuff in there, uh, got a lot of different things coming at you. Um, quicksand, Mastodon, Planet Epiphany. Resin, Liz Fair, and Stone Temple Pilots. And really, I just discovered something today. Uh, with Quicksand, you know, back in the early 90s, uh, I took a chance when I was still basically buying via CD stores and stuff. Uh, just happened to pick up um, a couple of releases from Quicksand called Slip and Manic Compression. And uh, it was really just on a whim. Like, I didn't know anything about the band, didn't know anything about the music. Uh, but picked it up and enjoyed the shit out of them. Uh, and then the band disbanded due to internal conflicts and stuff like that. And were kind of quiet for a while. And apparently they got back together in 2012. And then by 2017 they released Interiors and then 2021 Distant Populations. I have not heard either of those records yet. Um, I was able to get my hands on so I'll definitely be checking them out sometime this week. Uh, from my own self, I might just put some of the songs up in uh, the uh, internet radio. Uh, of course, they mix in with the rock and metal stuff. But uh, the band, I believe, is out of New York. And uh, certainly they have a sound that's alternative. And it's sort of like along the lines of either Helmets or uh, bands like Fugazi and stuff like that. Post-hardcore type stuff. But it, it was very... Uh, 
cool stuff. I don't know about the later albums because, like I said, I haven't heard anything from them. I didn't even know they were back together doing albums, but uh, I'm very interested in that. So, uh, kind of very happy about that. Mastodon, now most people already pretty much associate them with the metal scene, and, and for good reason because when they started out uh, back in the early 2000s, they were playing like a, uh, a semblance of progressive sludge metal. Uh, but then they really kind of, over ever since um, 2009's Crack the Sky, they branched off into a more of a progressive rock vibe, and they're, and they're still very good. Uh, and they still kind of mix in some of those metal influences. But the last record from last year, um, Hushed and Grimm, uh, has actually showed the band kind of really moving further into the rock genre. And it's actually such a fantastic album that outside of uh, Blood Mountain from 2006, uh, it has become one of my favorite records from the band. So, And even though those records are vastly different from one another, but... Hushed and Grim actually went and got in vinyl. Like, it's just so fucking good. So, I have a song called Sickle and Peace that's in here that's very much in the vibe of the rock stuff that you know, we're accustomed to throughout these shows and our rock blocks in the Hordes of Chaos podcast. But, uh, yeah. So, you'll be getting a chance to check some of that out from them. Then I have uh, Planet Epiphany. And uh, I believe it's like a, a solo artist who, who creates this stuff. It's a heavy progressive metal rock band from the United Kingdom um, but again some of the songs that he uh, creates has very much a rock vibe about them almost dabbling in almost classic rock territory in some ways uh, now I tried to go to like his Bandcamp page or SoundCloud and neither one of them are up anymore they've been taken down so I don't know because the, the song I got for you just came out like a year or so ago so I don't know if for whatever reason he's no longer making music or what happened, but his Bandcamp and SoundCloud, SoundCloud sites are uh, taken down. And I don't know if he even has a Facebook, so it's hard to say. Uh, then in the second block, I've got another band that's dabbling in metal and rock uh, called Rezin, R-E-Z-N. And uh, they play a mixture of psychedelic doom, stoner rock, metal. Uh, so you'll be hearing some of that there. And then we get into more of the traditional alternative rock bands like Liz Fair and Stone Temple Pilots. Um, obviously, uh, I was really kind of into Liz Fair in the early 90s just because like, she kind of stood out from some of the alternative rock bands where her first couple albums, Exile into Guyville and Whip Smart, uh, had some really good tunes on them. And, uh, you know, she's a, she's a great artist. And, I you know, I saw a couple of recent interviews where... You know, she described herself as an introvert, and even though I had to give her credit for, you know, still getting out there, playing live, doing albums, doing videos, but I never understood how introverts can actually do that. Like, I can't really do that myself. Like, I'm, I'm too self-conscious, or uh, I critique myself far too much for that kind of stuff to do anything like that. Even doing podcasts or talking with you all here through this, or YouTube, is kind of hard sometimes because I just... I don't feel necessarily comfortable doing it, but because I guess the same way she is and other artists like her, we have such a passion for these things that we just continue to do them and try to fight through it because we have such a love for doing this kind of stuff. And of course, Stone Temple Pilots, you know, most people would know who they are. They were pretty big in the 90s. Uh, they did put out Predidia uh, last year, or 2020. 
And that actually had more of like an almost acoustic folk uh, vibe about it. It's a lot different than the earlier stuff. Uh, but the track that I have for you called Vaseline is off their sophomore album Purple in 1994. So that's where we're going to go with that. But let's get it all kicked off, folks. Here's Quicksand from their first album and the title track for Slip.
Pride recently. Have you guys seen that movie? Anybody see that? It's about the first all-black swim team and the difficulties they had to go through being the first all-black swim team. Let me ask you a question. How many of those white people are evil movies are they going to make? It's like it's all the way down to swimming. You know? I'm starting to run out of white guilt, you know? No, it's like those movies, they started off unbelievable. Started off with Roots, right? White guilt was at an all-time high. I could barely even watch it. I'm like, dude, I got it. My ancestors are evil, okay? Please, please turn the channel, dude. Please turn the channel. They're still hitting them. Fuck, turn the channel. This is going to be on all week. Jesus Christ, turn the channel. Then in the 80s, there was like a football movie. Then like Cuba Gooding wanted to be like a scuba diver. Remember that shit? And now it's all the way down to swimming. And I got to admit, I don't think I give a fuck. You know, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's a recreational activity. <laughs> Plus, I've been in pools. There's been black people in the pool, you know. I never saw any white guy, like, trying to, like, fucking, like, prevent people from getting into the pool. <laughs> it's like, they're just, like, making this shit up. I'm not, I'm not being a dick here either, okay? Just to clarify, you know, I just want anybody coming up to me after the show, like, you know, I was thinking it, and then you fucking said it, and then... <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't think black people should be allowed to put on some Speedos and go for a dip. I'm not saying that shit. I'm just saying these movies, like the characters aren't even believable. Like they always have to have like that, the, the over-the-top, uninhibited white racist character, you know? You know that guy, he's the guy like, uh, he's supposed to represent all the white evil, you know? He's like the dude they always have like screaming during the movie trailer. They'd be like, they were the first all-black swim team. Get out of the pool! 
in his forehead. He's just screaming shit, look, not even looking around, you know? Dude, it's ridiculous. Real racism is quiet. It's subtle. People look around first. To make sure that, you know, to make sure the coast is clear. There's disclaimers, like, dude, you know I'm not racist, but uh, these insert group name followed by fucked up conversation, right? That's how it goes down. Not just some guy just standing up there. There's Negroes in the pool. Do you approve of this? I work at the bank. Can I be fired immediately, please? I'm just saying, can you just make this shit, like, believable? You know what the honest thing is? Those movies, they're starting to give me a complex. You know, because anytime they do a movie about a group of people that thinks dumb shit about another group of people, it's always like white dudes. So it's like, are white dudes the only ones who think ignorant shit about other people, you know? No Mexican guy ever walked up to somebody from India like, dude, what the fuck is that? Is that like itchy? Does that bug you? What is it? White dudes the only ones walking around. Why, well, you guys don't eat cows? What are you, a bunch of fags? Well, then why are you wearing sandals? This guy's wearing sandals. This guy's a fag. You know, just balance the movies out a little bit. Like, just have some of the evil shit that black people say about white people, you know, when, when we're not around, you know? Like, like, well, what are some good examples, you know? You know, like, you know what I mean? You're hanging out, you had a rough day, you know? What are some of the classics? You know, what, you smell like wet dogs, right? You got headlights or something like that, right? Just, just slip some of that shit in there. Get out of the pool! Wash your hair, motherfucker! Brian, just make it seem a little more... Dude, I'm just saying, it's all the way down to swimming. I mean, where the fuck do you go from there? We do like ping pong? They were the first all-black ping pong team. They're gonna steal the paddles. Denzel Washington. <laughs> My daughter's not playing
see a concert. And we're going to see Metallica live. Now, yeah, I totally tricked my wife. You know, I, I played the slow song. Oh, I like that song. It's not so scary. Yeah, see? They changed. They evolved. <laughs> so we get to the show, all right? And we get there. We sit out. I forget. I'm, I'm domesticated now. She's like, is there a brochure? I'm like, all right. <laughs> We're looking around the stadium, brochure, whatever. Now, here's when you know you're too old to be going to concerts. First of all, the name of the bands is already a tragic mistake. Here's the opener. So you ready for this? Just the names. Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer. Okay. All right. Did you hear? All right. Did you hear that? You hear that? You hear that? Let me tell you something about Slayer fans. They, they are, that was the scariest time of my life when the Slayer fans showed up. That's the first time I feared my own race. I'm not even kidding you. I feared my own race. They look like the extras from Lord of the Rings. Right before Slayer came out, someone came out and... <laughs> they came out of nowhere, under the ground, tattooing their faces. Slayer! Slayer! We're here to witness Slayer! And I'm, I'm hovering my wife, like, everything's gonna be okay. We're only gonna be on for like 15 minutes. gonna be safe so Slayer's about to go on right for Metallica the lights go out <clears throat> now I forget I'm domesticated so when the lights go out of show I still get that giddy feeling <laughs> oh, show starting <laughs> cause I'm used to you know beauty and me why are they so mean to the beast they don't get better daddy So, <laughs> so the lights go out, and I hear, and I, is there a train coming? And I turn around, and there's about 500 Slayer fans, and they're heading right for the stage, and they're not using the aisles to get there. are being flung, people flying up in the air. And I looked at my wife like, every man for himself. Release the Slayer fans. Jim Brewer, folks. He's fucking funny as hell, and his stories about heavy metal are great. And not... I mean, they are pretty accurate. <laughs> if you really get down to it. People getting nuts about Slayer. Not, you know, people getting nuts about metal in general, but Slayer, uh, it's an it's a experience all its own. All right. 
So we're getting ready to jump into our couple blocks of uh, classic rock, uh, old school rock, basically. Uh, bands that have that kind of vibe that it might be even newer. And so uh, first up, uh, the Black Wizards from Portugal. Uh, their, their type of music is stoner rock metal. Uh, very cool band, I think. I think the one I have, uh, let me double check here real quick. Yeah, so the track that I have comes from a 2019 release. They do have two prior albums I have not, excuse me, I've been drinking, have not heard yet. So I had to check that out a little bit because they are really good. Uh, then we have Lelu, who released a, a record this year, actually, um, Paint the Sky. And uh, they're described as progressive metal, and I you know, again, I can kind of see it. There's a lot of bands that do this crossover. That's sort of the thing about rock and metal nowadays, as opposed to the past. There's a lot more bands that are crossing genres quite a bit. But funny enough, when I listened to lately, I was actually telling a friend of mine about this band because uh, he's a big Yes fan, and this band lately, their album really sounds a lot like classic Yes uh, in some parts. So. Uh, I did choose a track, Emotionalized, uh, for you guys today. Then we have Aphrodite's Child uh, from Greek or Greece. excuse me. Uh, they are a progressive rock band. Uh, I only discovered them through this same friend of mine, but only because the track that I'm going to play for you is the same one that Rotting Christ uh, covers. Like, And that's how I first heard that song. So Rotting Christ covered The Four Horsemen. I thought that was an original track until my friend was like, Hey, wait, is this a cover? And I'm like, I don't think so, but is it? <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. And he's like, yeah, we'll pull up Aphrodite's Child, Full Horseman. And I started listening. I was like, oh, my God, it's the same song. Yeah. So, And they're both from Greece. So that explains why Run and Christ would probably pay uh, homage to them with that. Uh, but, yeah, they have a blend of uh, progressive psychedelic rock. Uh, very cool band. Both versions. Uh, if you've never heard Run and Christ's version, it's very unique and very cool. Uh, I play it a lot usually. And then uh, the other day, uh, you know, I think I told people I watched this series on Shudder called uh, Cursed Films, right? And I can't remember if I saw it in that series for sure. Uh, I may have just watched a doc about Charles Manson or whatever. Um, but I, I have a feeling it was something to tie in with Rosemary's Baby. I don't know. I don't remember exactly where it happened or where I heard this song. It was at the end of a segment. I'm pretty sure it was Cursed Founds for Rosemary's Baby. Uh, but a band called Pisces. They're out of uh, Rockford, Illinois. Psychedelic rock. Uh, they were around in the 19, late 1960s, 70s. And... Uh, I think they were only active for like three years, but the song Children Kiss Your Mother Goodnight is fucking haunting and very cool. Like, I just, I really fell in love with it. I actually have yet to listen to the vinyl I bought. I just, I ordered it online, have yet to get to the rest of it, but this song is just very good, and I really like it a lot. Uh, then we got some classic Ted Nugent. People are pretty familiar with him. Uh, he's usually arena rock stuff that people heard. Uh, with Cat Scratch Fever. And then a band called uh, Salem's Bend uh, out of Los Angeles. Again, they have a bit of a rock slash metal vibe about them with a song called Show Me the Witch. 
And then after that, we're going to start getting into our hard and hair rock stuff uh, with four blocks of that. But when we get there, we'll get there. Let's get started. And uh, here is the Black Wizard's Kaleidoscope Eyes.
say, Charlie, you are an incredible medical specimen. I guess that's one of the benefits of waking up every morning at the crack of crack. <laughs> and you know, it's amazing, despite all those years of abusing your lungs, your kidneys, your liver, the only thing you've had removed is your kids. Charlie gets a little confused sometimes. He's the only guy who pulls a knife on a woman who's already willing to fuck him. <laughs> I drink to that. I drink to that shit. Michael drink to that. But is Charlie really the worst guy here? So he made a chick blow him for 30 grand. Mike Tyson makes you blow him because I said so. That's why. <laughs>
So, uh, you're Vietnamese? Just out of curiosity, what's your last name? Oh. Oh. Don't you ever upstage me again, ho. Don't you ever be funnier than me, ho. How dare you? This is my Netflix special, ho! What, what's your first name? What's your first name? Tran. You, is your real name Tran? Is your first name Tran? My wife's fucking first name is Tran. My wife's fucking first name is Tran fucking Ho. What do you do for a living? And if you say doctor, I'm gonna fuck myself, all right? You're not a doctor, right? Fuck me. What the fuck is your last, what's your, your last, are you fucking kidding me? Your last name was fucking Ho? Fuck you hoes, all right? Fuck the hoes. Someone in the back is fucking with me right now. Cause there's hoes to the left of me, hoes to the right of me. And my real life wife ho is in the fucking back. This is like, are you fucking kidding me? This is a bizarro how you. Alright. Salem's Ben closes out our first double shot of. Well, I won't say double shot, but double block of the classic rock material. As we're getting ready to jump into four blocks of hard and hair rock that spans over from the 80s all the way to now. And, uh,. One of the first bands up we'll have is Vandenberg, Adrian Vandenberg. This was his project. Started in 1982. Very good guitarist. Actually appeared. He uh, actually appeared on White Snake's uh, 1987 album, the one that really hit big, uh, replacing John Sykes as well as I think uh, Campbell also was joined in the group there. And of course, uh, Rudy Sarzo from uh, the bassist from Quiet Right ended up being in the band as well. Can't remember who played drums on that record, but I just remember I, I talked about before how Coverdale wanted to go on tour. Like Sykes had done all the writing for that material on that album, which is really amazing actually when you think about it, because I just wonder how the band would have been if Sykes had still been a part of it, just to see how they would have, like, what aesthetic would they have went with, because. When I saw Still Tonight, the video, you know, obviously, you know, the, the, the visuals were great, but uh, the band themselves, you're like thinking, wow, man. And like at the time, I really didn't know much about Adrian or even Campbell at that point. So, you know, the biggest name that I had known outside of Coverdale, of course, was uh, Rudy Sarzo. So, yeah, so it was a big thing. And uh, so here it is, you're like, you know, I'm. You know, they had Tonic Contain in the video and everything, but Vandenberg himself had had his own project, his own band under his own name, Moniker, since 82. 
And uh, so we have a track uh, from his catalog in there called What You Need Is Love. Also got some Love Hate, Faster Pussycat. Uh, the next block after that um, is actually going to be dealing with the first couple tracks dealing with Randy Rhodes, uh, the late Randy Rhodes. Uh, first one being Quiet Riot, a band that he was a part of before joining Ozzy. Uh, I hadn't heard much of the material from his his era. Like most of the, what I knew was, of course, from Metal Health and Condition Critical and stuff like that. Uh, after when you know Cavazza had come in and Sarza was there and everything, so when Randy left the Ozzy, like I only really knew him through Ozzy at that point. I had never really heard much from the Quiet Riot era, so I'm gonna have a track from. Uh, the first Quiet Right album that Randy appeared on. So, but then after that, I have an Ozzy Osbourne track with uh, "You Can't Kill Rock and Roll." What again? Where uh, I believe it's Diary of a Madman, where Rhodes is playing on that record, and that was the only record, well, the second record he did with Ozzy before his, his passing. Uh, people wonder like, why am I doing a couple featuring Randy? Well, uh, over the weekend, I had a chance to check out. Um, a new documentary out there called Randy Rhodes Reflections of a Guitar Icon and uh, it's very good it, it spends a lot of time on his Quiet Riot days and I didn't know when I was watching I was like man you know they're spending a lot of this doc on this time period when you know really he was hitting his stride with Ozzy after going there but I found out through reading this article on Blabbermouth that the guy uh, who directed this didn't have the permission, I won't say permission, but he couldn't get cooperation from Randy's family or from the Osbournes. Uh, they didn't want any part of this. They didn't want to give him any access to any of the live footage of Randy with Ozzy or anything. So the guy was limited to what he could do with the Ozzy era part of it outside of the death and some of the footage of that uh, that he could get his hands on. He did have a couple clips that he said he got from another source, but uh, for whatever reason, the Osbournes and Randy's family just aren't giving anything away. Uh, maybe that's because they got their own shit planned down the road. I have no idea. Apparently, they're very private about it. Um, but this uh, doc is very good. It's still very, very good. And it gives you a lot of detail about the, the members of Quiet Riot and how they... How, uh, the singer uh, Kevin DeBrow was so close with Randy before his passing and... I, like, I didn't know they even had that close of a relationship like they described in this doc. Uh, but there's some guest stars um, that, uh, you know, speak on about Randy throughout this. Uh, one being Frankie Manali from Quiet Riot. Rudy Sarzo, of course, from Quiet Riot. Bruce Kulick from Kiss. Doug Allrich from Whitesnake and Dio. Gary Moore, Dweezil Zappa, George Lynch from Dawkin. I do have a Dawkin track in here as well uh, following the two... Randy tracks. Uh, then we got some Motley Crue, Black and Blue. Got Seven More Days, a more modern hard rock band. Um, I forget. They're out of the UK, Bolton, UK. And uh, the, the only album I'm, I'm aware of that they have is from 2018 called uh, Little Dark Pleasures. And it's actually very good. Uh, one of my favorite tracks there is One Mind, but I've got another track that I really like called Like Rain. That I'm gonna play for you all in here. Uh, got some Night Ranger, Rat, Queensryche to close it out, and uh, let's get started. Here is Vandenberg. What you need is love. <laughs> 
She goes, I have Isla in the office. Is there a parent at home? I was like, I'll do. <laughs> Gives the phone to Isla her first words. I tried to stop it, Dad. <laughs> I go, stop what? She goes, I got my period. I'm like, bitch, you promised. <laughs> I'm like, you called the wrong number, dickhead. Call your mom. She's like, Dad, I need you right now. Immediately as a parent, I'm melting down. So I'm like, she's freaking out at school. She's by herself. She's going through what Georgia went through. This isn't my skill set, but I got this. I go, okay, baby. All right. Okay. How'd you get it? <laughs> she was like, Dad, I was playing kickball. Immediately, I'm like, oh, poor kid. Probably thought she blew out her pussy. <laughs> Just, oh, shit. Oh, I'm out, coach. I'm out. Yeah. I tore my twat. It's bad. I blew out my cooch, coach. I'm going to have to sit this one out. Pinch runner. Pinch runner. Now, I'm spiraling. I'm like, all right, what do you need from me? New pants, new panties, new socks. Did it get in your socks? 
a bucket, some towels, garlic. We're gonna keep the vampires away from you. She's like, Dad, I'm fine. Mom gave me a go bag. I go, okay, then what are you calling me for? She goes, I need you to go to the store and get supplies. I'm like, how bad is this, period? She's like, no, Dad, I'm throwing myself a period party tonight. I'm like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? She's like, all the girls are doing it, Dad. I need you to go to the store and get supplies. Get a red velvet cake. I'm like, I go, baby, I don't think I can eat a red velvet cake knowing what it symbolizes. She's like, Dad, you need a red velvet cake for a period party because you put the name of your period on the cake. I'm like, who names their period? She's like, Georgia named hers after the girl from Progressive Auto Insurance. She's like, Dad, please, I need you right now. I have 10 people coming tonight. I go, we have 10 little girls coming to the house? She goes, no, eight girls, two boys. I'm like, who invites boys to a period party? And I hear her sinister little giggle on the phone and she goes, Dad, that's the fun of it. We don't tell them why they're there. <laughs> now I'm like, fuck it, I'm in. I have never had more fun at a party in my entire life. Planning, hosting, and attending a period party. I dressed all in red like it was Chinese New Year's. <laughs> Drinking Pinot Noir, I made pasta with chunky marinara sauce. And I giggled the whole night with all these little girls at these two boys, Max and Carter, right? Faces covered in red cake. Like it's their honeymoon and they're like, fuck it, I'll eat it anyway. The whole party, these two boys are looking at the cake going, who the hell's Jason? My daughter, Isla Kreischer, named her period Jason because she got it on Friday the 13th. Just
penises at this point in my life were that they were these noodly things that hung between a guy's legs. They pee from them, and you shouldn't look at your cousin JD's when you guys are getting changed to go swimming. Like, that's all the information I had about penises. And now, one's gonna go in my mouth? Okay, I knew that sex was a thing. A penis would go in my vagina someday. But that was... It's my vagina. Like, I don't have taste buds down there, or whatever. <laughs> like, stick whatever you want down there. I can't taste it, okay? So I was like, who cares about my vagina? But my mouth? That's where candy goes. Like, I can't believe you would put a dick there. I was devastated. And you, like, you, you kind of go, maybe I don't have to do it. Maybe it's something that uh, not every girl does. And then you realize it's kind of your destiny as a woman. Like, you're gonna do it. You know what I realized you have to do it is when I found out it was one of the bases. Because I, I knew home plate was sex. And if I ever wanted to have sex because I wanted to, I don't know, make a family someday, I was gonna have to, you can't skip a base. If you want kids, you're gonna have to suck some dicks on the way to those kids. <laughs>
one morning they wake up at five in the morning. They were younger. They, I don't know how old they were, but they were younger. Like, I don't trust dads who know exactly how old their kids are. If you're talking to a dad, he's like, 16 months today, he better be married to another dad. And that's, I don't mean that homophobic. I'm not homophobic at all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not. I'm more like a homochondriac. Like, I'm comfortable if you're gay. I'm comfortable with your lifestyle. I'm just afraid one night you'll get me drunk and trick me into it. And I'll like it. That's my fear. I'll like it and I'll be good at it. Light him up! So I saw gay porn once for like 45 minutes. Let me tell you something. Holy shit. Ladies, you gotta step up your blowjob game. Yeah, you're still playing JV basketball, and the gay guys are the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, dunking on cocks. Holding their own head. Fuck this face, son! <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? I'm literally, how did I get off on this gay rant? The fucking... Oh, my daughters, my daughters, my daughters. Huh. Gay guy shugging cock. Oh, my daughters. Okay, here we go. This will work. Christian, oh, the time has come And you know that you're the only one to say Okay Where you going, what you looking for You know those boys don't wanna play no more with you It's true
them by Too late to save a dream that's growing cold We realize that fate must hide its face From those who try to see the distant signs of unfortunate oh, oh,
imagine having a moment like that, doing a Judd Apatow film and going back to your day job thinking that you're stuck. The next day, I could not stop thinking about that. I was like, well, maybe I know I'm playing it safe, but maybe it's time for this college kid to turn pro. You know what I mean? Maybe I got to fucking, I got to rethink my life. Maybe I got, maybe this is a time for me to pursue acting full time. But, you know, look at me. I know I look like a, like a fucking double chinned Asian Mr. Burns with bad posture, but I don't know. I mean, maybe this is time for me. Maybe this is a sign. By the way, I'm thinking all this while 50 patients are waiting for me. Not a good look. And my nurse is desperately trying to get me to focus. She goes, Dr. Jung, uh, you have a patient in room two waiting for you. I was like, well, nurse, you have a doctor who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Just did a movie, Carol. Just did a movie, man. You don't get it. And believe it or not, I quit my day job the next day. True story. Yeah. I was scared, man. I was fucking scared because I didn't have any family support. Like, my strict traditional Korean dad who wanted me to be a doctor before I was born, no, he was severely bumping on this shit, dude. He, he was just like, he cursing me out in Korean, you, you bring great shit to junk family. And then after the hangover, we are so proud. I knew you make it, boy. I knew you make it. I believe in you. We are so proud of your tiny ding-dong. So proud. <laughs> the smaller the penis, the bigger the box office. <laughs> oh, thanks, Papa. Great phrase. Okay. All right. Just closing up the four blocks of hair and hard rock. Hope you enjoyed those tracks. Going to get back into a couple blocks of the classic rock vibe bands that we have up for you first off we got some joe walsh classic stuff from him got a band called neon pearl now i thought initially when i heard this record or at least this song i thought it was like a more modern rock band doing like kind of old school uh vibe stuff but apparently neon pearl is actually this album that this is from is from 1967 so that's pretty cool like they i guess they went out and they Printed it on CD for the first time in many years. Uh, they're psychedelic, uh, rock, whatever. But uh, it definitely sounds like that time period. But, you know, sometimes, like I said, I have artists that I've heard that do, like, almost a nostalgic uh, vibe of what we used to hear back in the 60s and 70s. So uh, another band in my uh, upcoming in this list is Blackwater Holy Light, who... By the time you hear this, I would have already seen them. But at the time that I'm doing this, they're like a week away, like on a Friday. So when Neko gets back, she should be leaving basically, what is today, Sunday, the 15th. So 16th, she'll be leaving to head back home. She'll be able to get to her by Wednesday. Uh, and then, like, by Friday, we should be able to go and check this out together, which... I think she'll thoroughly enjoy, and I haven't seen them. I missed them the first time they came around, so this time I'll get to check them out. Bought my tickets a long time ago, just crossing fingers. Nothing happens where they have to cancel and some bullshit like that. Very good uh, quartet of uh, women playing some great music there. So I have a track from them in here as well. Heart, you already know all them. Uh, 
Sonic Dawn, um, a psychedelic rock from Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, very cool stuff from them. I picked up, uh, what was it, the uh, Into the Mirage that came out in 2020. Now, they've been around since, I think, 2014 or 15. I uh, haven't heard anything in their past material, but uh, Into the Mirage, I did go out and get on vinyl because I liked it so much. So I have a track in there from them. And then uh, I also got some White Spirit. And uh, they're a band out of Hartpool, Hartlepool, England. And uh, they were uh, active between 75 and 81. And so they definitely are uh, one of those heavy metal slash classic rock bands from that era. And uh, apparently, like, some of the members... Let me, uh, let me see here. We've got... Um, I don't recognize any of the names myself. However... Uh, associated acts with them, they mentioned Diano and Iron Maiden, so apparently some of the musicians had gone on to play with a couple of those groups at some point or whatever or another. Uh, but yeah, uh, good stuff from them as well in, this, in these two blocks. So let's go ahead and get started some Joe Walsh where life's been good, man.
just found marijuana. <laughs> 70 years old, started eating it every night. 20 milligrams, my mom says. Dad's eating 20. That's what I said. I was like, that's a lot. I goes, are there any side effects? She goes, other than the fact that he calls me bro a lot? No. <laughs> we go down to Tampa, spend some time with my parents. We're out on their dock, my whole family, my dad, my mom. You can tell when my dad's weed kicks in because he starts humming Jimmy Buffett songs. <laughs> All of a sudden, he just pops up, turns around us. He goes, who wants to talk to an owl tonight, huh? <laughs> I look at my mom. I go, how much weed is Harry Potter eating? <laughs> my mom's like, no, he talks to an owl every night. Show him, Albert. My dad just gets on the edge of the dock and goes, whoo. <laughs> my idiot kids are like, Papa, should we hoot too? He's like, yeah, come on, girls. We'll all hoot. Let's do it. Here we go. Whoo. Now, the three of them are on the edge of the dock, like three crips letting them know cops are in the neighborhood. <laughs> hoo 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 Five minutes goes by. Five minutes, we don't hear a sound. I look at my dad, I go, hey, dad, maybe we should sit down. I don't think your owl's out tonight. He's like, yeah, that's crazy. He's always out. <laughs> don't worry, we'll try again tomorrow, girls. Pour a glass of wine. 30 seconds later... Clear as a bell, all of us here. Whoo! I get chill bumps. I look at my dad and I go, Dad, it's your owl. He's like, I told you, bro. He's like, I'll get him going. And once I get him going, we can all talk to him, all right? Whoo! And right on top of it, we hear, whoo! My oldest daughter goes, Dad, I go, shut the fuck up. We're talking to an owl. <laughs> she goes, Dad, I go, wait your turn, bitch. I'm next. She goes, Dad, look across the lake at the old man on his dock. <laughs> sure as shit, there's another drunk, blind, old white man just, whoo, whoo, These two are like Ric Flair in a cave, just,
fucking dick. And they like love it. And I've never understood it. I'm like, what are you getting out of it? And then I realize it's because they're good at it. That's it. It's as simple as that, truly. If, you're, if you love sucking dick, it's because you're good at it. And if you don't like it, if you're like, I hate blowjobs, it's because you're bad at it. It's, you're really bad at it. We like doing things we're good at. And if you were good at it, you would do it all the time. If you're just like, it's such a bore and such a pain, you're, you suck at it. And I'm one of you. I could have been good. I, all it would have taken was one guy to just like give me a compliment early on, you know? Someone just, just like show me that I had a little promise or something. Just set me off in the right direction. We just want to be good in the, and it's, it's, it's early intervention is key. Like I feel like true blowjob queens, girls, they're like, I love it. It was like one of the first times they gave a blowjob. The guy was like, you're great. And like believed in them. Cause that's what it takes. It takes one guy, one coach, one youth minister to lay the foundation Girl. The first time, oh, you're so nervous, and all you want is a guy to just take your chin and be like, hey, look up. You go, what? He's like, you've got spunk in your hair, but like the way that you handled my balls was pretty cool, and I think you're on to something. Just anything. A little nudge. And that's why I tell guys, lie to us. Tell us we're good and we'll blow you all the time. <laughs> Honestly, like, if you hook up with a girl and she blows you and it's not very good, just lie and be like, that was the best blowjob ever. Because she'll just be like, it was? And then she'll, like, set off on a course to, like, be the best. And she'll go out and she'll be like, I was good once. You know? All right. Getting down to the downstretch here. Alright, so we get back into our modern rock, alternative rock, post-rock stuff. In the form of... Got a band here out of the Netherlands called An Evening with Knives. And let's see, we got some Corn and Slay. Both of those bands have uh, some roots in the metal scene, obviously. As does uh, Head Planet Earth as well. I got some of them in here. I also got a band called Veruca Salt that you might remember out of Chicago. And uh, this pair of women that, uh, of course, they weren't the only two. They had like a couple of gentlemen in the band at the time as well. But uh, two women, Nina Gordon and Louise Post, were the main focal point of the band. And uh, they were quite good, actually. I never really kept up with them uh, outside of the first two records they put out in the early 90s. But... Uh, from what I remember, those two albums were pretty solid, so got one of their singles off the uh, second record, and uh, but we're going to kick it off, though, with an evening with knives, and here's On Your Own.
with me It takes its time It sings its teens in one at a time It loves to feed It loves my past It's always taunting But somehow out of grasp
babe, the host with the most step stools in your apartment. <laughs> David, you seriously influenced so many female comics' haircuts. <laughs> Tonight, Jeff is dressed as Prince, the Prince of Wales, the animal, you're fat. <laughs> Jeff, if you changed your name to a symbol, it'd be the Arby's logo. <laughs> Jeff. No, Jeff, I'll admit, I've imagined Jeff without clothes. It's how I stay thin. <laughs> Rob Riggle, ugh, I want to thank you so much for fighting the war against terrorism and subtlety. <laughs> A car is what Ralph Macchio has to do to find a place to sleep every night. <laughs> Jewel is here, or as I call her, Trailer Swift. <laughs> Jewel, I do not want to badmouth you since God already did. I feel like your teeth are like the Spice Girls, you know? They're all different colors and they're like doing their own thing. So that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that was funny. Peyton Manning is here. That's not for you guys, that's for him. Peyton, you're here right now. You've had a lot of concussions. You're here. Don't murder your wife. much about football but I love Peyton uh, in commercials you're like you're so good at him like legitimately I'd say you're the greatest of all time I'd say like you're like the Tom Brady of being in commercials you know like the greatest like he's the greatest right so and without Fuhrer ado and Coulter <laughs> Oh, Anne, what's it like to be like a real-life supervillain, you know? Like, I'd ask you how you sleep at night, but I'd assume just upside down in a robe of 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Anne Coulter has written 11 books, 12 if you count Mein Kampf. Yes. Anne's been called things like a racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic, a white supremacist, and that's just while getting plowed by Bill Maher. <laughs> the only person you will ever make happy is the Mexican who digs your grave. <laughs> Speaking of Hitler, Jeff, you and Hitler have a lot in common. What's that? Micropenis. You're bad at your art, and no one cared about you until you started roasting people. <laughs> Guys, I can make that joke because I'm not Jewish, so I don't care. <laughs> don't be mad. At least I acknowledge the Holocaust. Anne doesn't even think it happened. <laughs> Speaking of deniable tragedies, Rob Lowe. <laughs> You're so hot, I can't even stand it. I'm Rob defies age restrictions. You really, you're, you're 
fucking Adonis. Look at you. You look like you're sculpted. I mean, you put the statue in statutory rape. I mean, <laughs> right? God, I had such a crush on you when I was a little girl. If only I'd known that's when I had my best shot. <laughs> Thank you so much.
eyes on the stars. That's where I come from. Belt of Orion, son of the sun god. You know my name, I'm a conqueror. The Lion King, Kamehameha. Come 2012, come 12 tribes. Come 12 strands, come 12 lives. 12 steps, 12 months, 12 motherfuckers. Oh, Red Planet Earth, Killing Time. I think I discovered that track through the soundtrack of 3,000 Miles to Graceland, starring Kevin Costner and Kurt Russell. Great fucking movie if you've never seen it. Check it out. Getting down to the last song of this episode of A Rock and a Hard Place, Volume 5. Hope you all enjoyed the tracks. The last track I have for you is a band, a band called They. Uh, with a song called Down in the Park, and I recently discovered, even though I've talked about this record, it came out in 2018. <coughs> didn't initially make my list because I didn't discover it till like maybe January of 2019. Uh, it does come on CD format. It's very hard to find this band because they don't have a Facebook page, they don't have many uh, sources, but they do have a band camp. But you're going to have to basically type in they as all capitals so t-h-e-y uh the album's called unspeakable and it's kind of a mixture between like cynic and spiral architect and it, it really crosses some pretty brownies like you can even hear sometimes in some of the music a little bit of death because uh, they really are that experimental uh but this song down in the park like uh it has definitely like a rock vibe about it and um, I knew nothing about the history but then the other day I was uh, messing around on YouTube and uh, I was actually going through some of Gary Newman's tracks like just going back through some of his older stuff like, I am a Gary Newman fan and uh, he was also Gary was also part of a band called Two Way Army early on in his career so uh I saw a video, uh, it was labeled, uh, Gary Newman, Down in the Park, live. And I'm like, no way, right? No way. So I, I went and started listening to it, and it, dude, sure fuck, dude, it's the same, you know, same song. And uh, so crazy, because, like, I, I never realized it, that the, it was a cover uh, that they was doing. Like, it's, it's really good, because... It's a cover you wouldn't expect for one, but two, just it's not like Cars or anything that people well known with Gary Newman. Um, 
So that's what I'm going to end here with uh, is a cover of Gary Newman uh, by the band They called Down in the Park. And I will see you all next time. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the weekend. Peace.